Great. So if you'd like to sit down. Now, before we hear today's reading and think about what we can learn from it, I thought it would be a really good idea for us to go back uh, and look at what's just happened before our reading. So we're going to go back to Acts 3 and the beginning of Acts 4. So Peter and John, two of Jesus' disciples, through the power of Jesus, had healed a man who had never been able to walk. And as you can imagine, people gathered around them, amazed at the miracle. So Peter told them the good news that Jesus had risen from the dead and that they needed to put their trust in Jesus for the forgiveness of their sins and for their salvation. But the religious leaders didn't like what Peter was saying. No surprise there. They didn't want people to believe that the Jesus that they had helped to have killed was now risen. So they put Peter and John in prison, arrested them and put them in prison. They wanted to stop Peter and John from talking about Jesus, but they didn't really want to go against the crowds who were praising God because of the miracle. So they issued threats and warnings and let them go. Imagine being told that unless they stopped talking about Jesus, they were going to get into big trouble. What would Peter and John do now? What would you have done if that was you? If people said, stop talking about Jesus, otherwise you're going to get into big trouble. What would Peter and John do now? Any ideas? What would you have done? Josiah? So stop talking about him, but still believe in him. What else might they have done? Phoebe? Yeah, keep talking about Jesus. Elijah, did you have another one? Exactly like that, Mary? So they could go to a different town, maybe, and talk about Jesus there. What else might they have done? I've got a few suggestions. Maybe they would have run away, hid somewhere. Maybe they would have started making a plan to tell others about Jesus, but maybe slightly in secret. Maybe they were feeling really frightened. Maybe they'd go back to their other friends and start crying and start complaining about everything that had happened to them. Or maybe they'd stop talking about Jesus. Well, we're going to find out what Peter and John actually did. So Martha's going to come and share our reading from Acts 4 to find out what they actually did. Great. So let's just pray before we dig into our passage. Loving God, who knows exactly how we feel this morning, help us to open our hearts to you as we learn from your word. Help us to know the power of coming to you in prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, hands up. How many of you have ever tried to use something only to find that either the battery wasn't charged 
or the plug wasn't actually plugged in. Oh, come on, more than that, I'm sure. <laughs> so anyone tell me what things don't work unless they're plugged in or charged up? Any suggestions? Daniel? A phone, excellent. What else, Amy? A vacuum cleaner. A vacuum cleaner. Sam? A light, excellent. What else, Elijah? A video games controller, very specific, Phoebe. A water park for cats, even more specific. Excellent. Josh. The church AV system. Very good. If it's not plugged in, it's not going to work. Any other suggestions of things that won't work unless they're charged up or plugged in? Martha? Oh, your dad's electric drum kit. Maybe sometimes you unplug that so he can't use it. <laughs> Excellent, very good suggestions. Now, one thing that I've noticed won't work without a charged battery is actually a cordless hoover, okay? Don't worry, I've emptied it this morning, so it's not gonna make a mess everywhere. Excellent. So, a cordless hoover. Imagine you've got mess all over your house. Off you go. However much you press the button, however much you try, you might be pushing it a bit more, thinking, come on, the mess is gonna go. Unfortunately, it's not going to work unless it's got a charged battery. You can tell how much I do the hoovering in my house. Oh, there we go. Let's give it a little... Oh, just clean the church a little bit. Excellent. There we go. So, oh, it's still going. It wants to, it wants to clean the whole church. So, it won't work unless it's got its power source, unless it's charged up. Now, as Christians, we have an incredible power source, God. We just need to remember to connect to him. And one of the ways we connect with God is through prayer, which is talking and listening to him. Just like I need to remember that I need to put the charge battery in for the cordless hoover to work, we need to remember the power of praying and connecting to God so that we can be fruitful Christians. Now, if you're anything like me, then I too often forget that I need to lay everything before God. I rush into the day or I try and fix the situation on my own. I forget the power of prayer. But we've got an example of the power of prayer from our reading in Acts 4 to encourage us this morning. So before we heard our reading, we thought about what Peter and John could possibly do next when they were faced with persecution and threats. Maybe they'd stop talking about Jesus. Maybe they'd go somewhere else. What would they do? Well, what did they do? They gathered with other believers and they all prayed together. Their reaction to persecution and trials was to pray because they knew the power of prayer. And how did they know the power of prayer? Well, we know that they'd spent lots of time with Jesus, learning from him and seeing amazing things. And they'd also experienced the coming of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost that had emboldened them to pray and preach. But we learn more in Acts 4 about why they knew the power of prayer. So this morning, we're going to think about who they prayed to, what they prayed, and a wow moment. So if you've got your kitschy or you picked one up in the, in the, at the start of the service, then we're going to think about who, what, and wow. So firstly, 
They knew who they were praying to. They knew who they were praying to. As they raised their voices in prayer, they said, Sovereign Lord, you made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. They knew that the God that they were praying to had created everything. Then, in verses 25 to 27, we see them quote Psalm 2, where King David writes of what will happen to the Messiah, Jesus. And then they recall what they witnessed happening. They knew that the God that they were praying to had spoken and worked in the past and before their very eyes. Then, in verses 29 and 31, they acknowledge that God is in control and he has all authority and power. So, Peter and John and all of their friends pray because they know who they're praying to, the creator, the one who spoke and worked in the past and present, and the one who has all authority and power. So knowing who they were praying to, what did they pray? While they could have prayed, please God, take away the religious leaders, or please God, stop the religious leaders from persecuting us. But they expectantly prayed this, Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. They prayed for God's kingdom to come so that many people would believe in Jesus. They prayed for God to be with them in their everyday struggles, alongside them and helping them whatever they may face. And then we see that their prayer was answered in a big way. A wow moment. Verse 31 says, After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. God showed them in a physical way that their prayer had been answered. The whole room shook and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And because they were filled with the Holy Spirit, they were able to keep talking about Jesus boldly. Peter and John's response to persecution and threats was to gather with other Christians and pray. This is just one example of the power of prayer because we can read on in the New Testament about how the disciples boldly preached because they relied on God. And I'm sure many of you will have your own stories of the power of prayer. Stories of miracles that have happened when people prayed, or stories of the peace felt through praying, even when the situation continued to be difficult. Whatever we are facing, whether it's persecution, suffering, pressure to follow the world's views, doubts about our faith, financial troubles, loved ones who don't yet believe. Let's be like Peter and John and those early Christians and expectantly pray to God because of who he is and all he has done. Let's pray to God as our first thought and our first reaction to everything that life throws at us. Let's keep connecting to God and relying on his power to equip us to be his followers. We can put into practice the power of prayer 
by setting aside time each day to pray. Or we can join in with the prayer meetings, or we can gather with a few other Christian friends to pray, or sign up for prayer letters. And if we don't know what to pray, then we can pray the Lord's Prayer, or a prayer written by someone else. Or we can simply say, God, I don't really know what to pray, please help me. So, that's enough of me talking. Let's put it into practice and pray. So if you're watching at home, please grab some paper and a pen. And if you're in church, you should have a pen and a person cut out that, you were, that was on your chair already. So what I want you to do is I want you to write on your person or draw on your person something you would like to pray about. So it could be a specific situation or a specific person that you want to pray for. It might just be for God to help you to pray more. It might be for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Or it might be that prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done. So I'm just going to leave you a few moments Think about what you would like to pray for and pray it expectantly. So I'd encourage you to take those people home Put them up somewhere you can see and keep praying whatever you've written or drawn about. But let's pray together now. Loving Heavenly Father, thank you that you are always ready and waiting for us to pray to you. Thank you that you love us so much that you want us to have a relationship with you. We pray that you would help us to connect with you more and more for our will to become more in tune with your will. We pray that we would be bold enough to pray, your kingdom come. We lift up to you all the different things we have written, drawn or thought about. May your will be done in all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.